0: Certification 101 podcast, a series of episodes where we talk about certification, what it is, who does it, and get into the details on certification best practices. Today on the show, we're going to talk about publicly episode, we're covering publicly available information. This is a relatively small portion of the ISO requirements, but I think it's actually one of the least understood ones. So I wanted to make it its own topic. So the ISO standards require that CBs publish information regarding their procedures, general information on fees, the rights of applicants, and a complaints and appeals process. You'll notice I did not mention the specifics of who is certified as being a requirement. And I think that was a surprise to me as I got outside my first certification body. I always assumed you had to make certifications publicly available, but that's actually not a requirement. You have to make a process available. Now I would say it's highly recommended that all certifications are publicly available because that's the easiest way to verify if someone is actually certified. Fraud is a huge issue in some certification worlds, So the ability to verify certifications through a website is the preferred method by far. It's also an easy line in the sand to draw as a CB. If someone is on the website, they are certified and they can see it and prove it to their respective customers. If they haven't made it to the website yet, they are not certified yet. That was how one CB I worked at operated. Another drew the line at when the certificate was sent out, which is a little bit harder to see from the customer's point of view. The website was updated days or weeks later. The actual line of where certification is drawn as being official is important. And that may determine whether or not you feel it's necessary to publish your certifications. Either way, both publish the certifications, so I would recommend doing that. And I actually don't know of anyone that does not at some point publish the certifications in their process, although there are probably many I just haven't been exposed to that don't do that. So beyond the certifications themselves, which can be a little tricky depending on your specific practices, what else needs to go up there? Well, based on the ISO requirements, generally I would say the following. The first, something about the overall process, a general description of how to get certified and where to start a form to fill out or a brochure that can be downloaded. The options are kind of endless here, but you need a starting point. And again, this generally leads back to a website, direct people there to start the process. The website itself can contain that info or it could be in documents. Either way we need the process explained and it can at a high level be how to get certified. The second is a general fee structure. This is notoriously difficult because as a CB, you don't want your fees out there in the public sphere for your competitors. So this is kept very high level. Overall fees and general promises, not even things like day rates are published. Something like the average fee for certification is X dollars, but can be lowered by doing A, B, C. That just gives a wide ballpark figure that helps people understand the scope and hopefully weeds out the people that simply can't afford it. I have been shocked multiple times when people come to get certified and are way off on how expensive it actually is, so you're trying to stop those people at the door. There have been people that think the whole process is $1,000 for full certification, which in some industries, maybe you can do that, but in the ones that I'm in, that's off by a factor of at least 10. So the third thing you want publicly available is you want to publish what are the rights and duties of applicants. So what are those rights and duties? Well, this is something you need to determine for yourself in your industry, but some items I've seen are maintaining the certification system, informing the CB of major changes, including buyouts, any government visits or inspections and their results, logo usage, paying the bills on time. There are many others. Legal departments can start going crazy with all these requirements, and if customers don't keep their end of the deal, then the certification can be removed. Sometimes these are required through the certification standard that is being used, so I would suggest starting there. But the point here is to make a list and then put it somewhere. And a fourth thing is a complaint and appeals process. This is, again, something that is hard to publish, so generally it's kept very high level. We'll go into complaints and appeals in another episode, but what I've seen done is having just a single sentence on a website that says, to log a complaint or appeal, click here. And that links to a form and a place to send it that meets this requirement and keeps it relatively low-key. And that hits the requirements of what needs to be publicly available. That's it. Now, I should note that most CBs have way more information on their website than this, and that is a good thing. Things like value proposition, testimonials, awards, any great stats should all be on there. All the good marketing materials and things that sales teams use. Information on the management team, their pictures and bios are good to have up there. Having information on future trends and where the CB is going is good to have and potentially information that can help out your certified companies. so anything that can be gleaned from managing all those certifications through data mining. Really try to explain your process and use multiple mediums that can be linked through your website. One idea I had a while back that I never had a chance to get off the ground was to have a series of YouTube videos on how to fill out our applications, because it was really complicated. So the form itself would have a hyperlink to a video that would explain each part of the application process, and that's part of publicly available information. So using all these various medias to advance your certification business is where information needs to be shared. It's just important to remember what is required to be publicly available and to make sure it is prominently displayed for customers. And that brings us to the end of this episode where we talked about publicly available information. Thanks for listening to the Certification 101 podcast. I've been your host, Tom Spoden, and I'm looking forward to talking with you in the future. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to talk about a set organizational structure at a certification body. Looking forward to talking with you then. Take care.